You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. Welcome back to Real Presence Live, everyone. Gee, we're just so very glad that you've joined us this morning. Thank you for joining us, whether that be in your car or at home uh, on our app. Uh, uh, Father Bill, we, we have to uh, promote the app uh, uh, the RPR app. You carry Real Presence Radio with you around the world. You oh, can, that's awesome. You can uh, tune uh, us in uh, anytime, anywhere with that app. You don't have to be within the signal. So uh, just keep that in mind, listeners. If you're traveling out of our signal area, pick us up on the RPR app or on your computer online. So uh, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, my name is Mike Kidrowski. I'm here with Father Bill Ruel. Uh, we're broadcasting live from the DePores House of Barbering and Lounge from Dickinson, North Dakota. It's in the Bismarck Diocese. And uh, our next guest, we have, we've had a great show so far, Father. It, we're having a good time. We've got donuts. we got beer. <laughs> we're talking about all of our worst haircuts. Bad haircuts. And uh, so, uh, yeah, it's been fun. So uh, continuing on with our special guest, uh, we have, ladies and gentlemen, uh, a man that I've known most of my life, and that's uh, Patrick Bren of Dickinson. Welcome, Patrick. Thank you, Michael. Uh, it's just a pleasure to <clears throat> be here. Good morning, that... Father. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's delighted to uh, take part in your program here today. You're wonderful. Um, well, Pat, uh, uh, the listeners, uh, most of the listeners, uh, we're broadcasting over five, uh, in five states, 10 dioceses, well, we even dip down into Mason City, Iowa, into Montana, so that makes it seven states. But anyway, for those that don't know you, uh, can you tell us a little bit about yourself, where you grew up, uh, maybe where you went to school, and what brought you here today? Okay. <clears throat> Thanks, Michael. Uh, just a little bit about myself. I uh, <clears throat> excuse me, grew up in North, Neurotic, North Dakota. In in the area, and uh, went to school at St. Peter and Paul's yep. Catholic School in Neuratic for uh, eight years, and then uh, uh, went to high school in Southart, North Dakota. Ah. Um, just a, kind of an exciting time in my life. I uh, uh, grew up with a lot of guys in our neighborhood. Uh, we uh, always allowed Sundays to be our day to play games or ride motorcycle or did a lot of fun things. Um, Pat, well, yeah. Pat, as you know, I was once the pastor of both New Radic and South Hart from yes. 2012 to 2018. Yes. And this school in New Radic was a boarding school for some of the children. Were you one of the kids who lived at school? I did in my first grade. Um, I, uh, we lived actually three miles away from the school and uh, the winters back in uh, what would have been like 1957 were uh, so heavily in, inundated with snow that uh, my grandparents lived in Neuratic so I boarded with them and then also uh, I spent a short time at the school and I actually lived upstairs in the church the nuns lived in the convent at the time, and uh, there were uh, a bunch of bedrooms upstairs that were occupied by the eighth grade boys. So I, uh, 
I, I lived or slept with them uh, for a short time, and uh, uh, then, of course, with spring coming, we were back to driving every day to school. But uh, it was an interesting time. Uh, during uh, my time there, The uh, we had uh, well over 100 boarders. Uh, the girls slept on uh, on the first floor, and the boys were on the second floor. And uh, we had uh, a nun that had a bedroom in the area and <clears throat> basically watched over the kids. And I, uh, to this day, I, I really can't see how that all took place, but it did. Yeah, I've <laughs> uh, heard so many of those stories. 1957, from what I remember being told, that was before the little town of New Raddick, North Dakota, even had electricity. Is that right? Uh, no, they had electricity in, in 57. They did. Yeah. In, oh, they did, okay. Because I was, uh, would have been like a first grader. Uh, I was born in 49, so 57 would have been uh, seven, eight years old. So probably in the second grade, I remember. Okay. My second grade teacher was Sister Matthias Marie. Um, still uh, had a lot of good thoughts about the the nuns that uh, taught us. Uh, yeah. We also had Father uh, Brittle, which was oh our, yes, Father Lottie Brittle. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, you know he was a, he was a great man. He he lived there for many years and and. Uh, Taught us religion one hour a day, one hour per week, uh-huh. and uh, of course, with the nuns being there, we all grew up with uh, a lot different uh, thoughts, basically, than the kids have today. With uh, I'm not saying lay teachers are bad, but uh, we grew up in a different era than than the kids do today. And I I take my faith very seriously, and I I contribute that to to the uh, education that I had there, and then also the uh, nurturing, the guiding guidance from Father Brittle. Um, he was a, he was an interesting person. So. I remember hearing some stories about him too. I I believe he was a cigar smoker. This is oh, yes. what I was always told. He would come into the classroom and give you the catechism quiz, smoking his cigar <laughs> yeah. all the while, and just yeah. showing he, you who's boss. Yes, that's that's right. But he was also a very kind man. I mean, he very frugal. He uh, walked every day. Uh, there was kind of a fishing creek south of the uh, community there about a mile, and, and I, I know that he would go back there to fish during the day. And uh, yeah, So it was an interesting time. Yeah. Well, Father, uh, Father Bill, uh, and uh, I, you, you were pastor of New Radick, North, uh, the parish in New Radick, North Dakota. Now, for the listeners that don't know about New Radic. And Pat, Patrick, you referred to back in the late 50s that there were 100 boarders there. Yes. Now, the population of New Radic is not that it's, today, it, is the, it? The sign when you pull into New Radic, North Dakota, it says New Radic, North Dakota, population 70. 70, 70 okay. Yeah. So things have changed over the years, but <laughs> incredible story, Patrick. Uh, Catholic schools in the 50s, early 60s, uh, you know, the, uh, back then. Even the folk, even the kids that just lived just a few miles away, actually boarded there because you know the roads weren't as good and and the the snow plows weren't as good and and so you know that's why right you had a hundred boarders at the Neurotic Catholic School back then right yeah. and um, I go to church there once in a while uh, today and uh, you drive into that yard 
uh, where the school sets and you look at the school and you say, how could that have happened? Uh, all those students in this yeah. little school. And uh, so it was it was a good good time for many of us kids. Um, yeah. I can remember the, the marble games we played with <laughs> a lot of the guys that are still alive today. And uh, it was just, uh, it was, uh, they provided us with a good, a good uh, uh, inspiration of, of faith. Yes. Well, well, let's fast forward a little bit. Uh, you know, obviously, uh, your, your parents were instrument, instrumental in your faith development, uh, obviously a value of Catholic <laughs> education, Patrick. And now let's fast forward. Uh, you met your lovely wife, uh, Gail. Uh, and there's something, there's a big celebration in your family coming up next month. Can you tell us about that? Well, it's uh, it's been a uh, short 50 years. My <laughs> wife and I have been married. We'll be married uh, on August 25th for 50 years. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's, uh, I remember one thing about Father Brittle. He would always say, uh, you're only on this earth for a short time. And I could never understand that. It yeah. never was that way when we were young. Right. Let me tell you, today it is. Uh, the 50 years have gone by uh, quickly, and uh, my children have grown. And I have uh, uh, seven uh, wonderful grandchildren. They're kind of spread uh, in the area. I have three boys here in Dickinson. Uh, uh, a daughter, my oldest grandchild, is in Bismarck. And two of my other <clears throat> grandkids just moved to San Antonio, Texas. So... Um, yeah, a couple of your grandsons serve mass for me at St. Pat's. Oh. Yes, they do, and they're. Uh, I'm so happy. Uh, and actually, the three of them do. The one in uh, San Antonio does too. Nice. But uh, I was a mass server too in my day, and uh, I'm so delighted to see them doing that. Uh, I think that's great. Yes, yes. Well, folks, uh, we're, we're coming up on a break, uh, Patrick. Uh, when we come back, I, I want you to uh, talk about your. Uh, uh, your story with the Knights of Columbus okay. and your involvement there. You've been a member uh, and involved in so many ways, uh, locally, at the state level, and uh, we, we need to hear that story. Uh, but, Father Bill, uh, this has been a great show thus far. We We're having have, fun. Geez, yeah. We, uh, we, the the uh, staff at the Poor's Barbershop has been so outstanding uh, uh, to us, uh, welcoming us to set up our studio here in the DePores Barbershop in Dickinson, North Dakota. We'll be back with more of uh, Real Presence Live and the story of Patrick Bren. Don't go away. We will be right back. Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live to come on the Real Presence Radio Network. Hello, this is Mike Kidrowski, Director of Advancement for Real Presence Radio with a creative gift planning tip. Do you want to make sure Real Presence Radio continues to receive your support in perpetuity? This can now be accomplished by establishing an individual endowment account in your name with a minimum gift of $10,000. A distribution will be made annually in your name to assure future generations will continue to hear the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ through the mission of Real Presence Radio. To learn more about establishing an individual endowment for Real Presence Radio, a gift which will last in perpetuity, 
please call me, Mike Kidrowski, at 701-290-4503. State tax credits may apply in some states. Let's get started. Rose Management is a family-owned business that believes in good morals, doing the right thing, and treating our residents as family. Rose Management provides housing to complexes throughout North Dakota and Minnesota. All Rose Management's properties and our maintenance staff are in a centralized location in their cities. For questions, Rose Management can be reached at 701-237-6840 or online at rosemanagement.net. Again, that number is 701-237-6840. This is Dr. Ryan Sapo with Lumen Vision in Fargo. Lumen Vision specializes in pediatric eye care and vision therapy. We partner with a national infant eye exam program called Infant C, which provides eye exams for any baby under 12 months old. Many of the major childhood eye problems, such as lazy eyes, eye turns, and ocular diseases, can be detected in this early intervention exam. Infant C eye exams can be scheduled online at www.lumen.vision. Lumen Vision is a proud supporter of babies everywhere and a proud sponsor of Real Presence Radio. You're listening to Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Join the conversation on our Facebook page or on Twitter. And be sure to like and follow us for more great Catholic content. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to Real Presence Live. I'm Father Bill Ruel here with Mike Kudrowski, coming to you from DePoris House of Barbering and Lounge in Dickinson, North Dakota. We've been having a fun morning, having our donuts and beer. <laughs> Talking about life, talking about our faith. We're visiting here this morning with a friend and faithful Catholic from the Dickinson area, Mr. Pat Bren. Thanks for being with us, Pat. Thank you, Father. I, uh, I'm, as I've said, I'm delighted to be here this morning. Uh, it's a great atmosphere. I've been here to the barbershop several times and a good place to be. So so you've been to this barbershop several times. I imagine you've been to other barbershops and had other haircuts throughout your life. <laughs> Pat, our listeners need to know, have you ever had a bad haircut? Yes, I have. <laughs> Could you describe it to us? Well, uh, you're sitting in the barber chair and uh, this happened to be at... Uh, uh, the uh, uh, barbershop up north and uh, you walk in there you put your name down and uh, you get whoever is next to serve you and uh, you can explain to them what you would like done but uh, sometimes they don't listen they they take their own path and and you walk away with uh, either you have no hair left on your head or or you you've cut uh, 25 hair off your head and and uh so, uh, I I used to have uh, my dad used to cut my hair a long, long time ago, and I I hated it because he'd give you the old bowl haircut like they always gave you. <laughs> oh yes. <laughs> and uh, once I was old enough to go into town and get my own haircut, I I uh, enjoyed that. But uh, <laughs> it's uh, the uh, the DePores Barbershop is a great place. You can have a have a brew here if you like, or uh, just visit and and a uh, great place yeah. to be. So Pat Bren is no stranger to bad haircuts. You are also quite familiar with the Knights of Columbus. Uh, yes. We'd be really interested to hear about your story, your history with the Knights of Columbus here in Dickinson. Okay. Well, uh, it started back in 1970. 
1970, I believe, my, my brother Harv and I were uh, uh, initiated in the old Knights of Columbus club that was downtown. We were probably one of the last classes that went through the old initiation, the old ritual that uh, took place back then. And uh, uh, I really didn't get totally involved with the Knights till probably 1985 when uh, St. Wenceslaus uh, decided to uh, uh, bring in a council. And, and at that time, it was important that each parish have their own KC council. That mm-hmm. was something that was coming back to play now. And uh, so we began a, a ch- we we were part of a charter that uh, began the the club in like I said in 19 I should say the council the club was uh, separated from that but uh, in 1985 and Michael you were part of that yeah. uh, if I remember right it was right. exciting yeah yeah we had uh, we had 12 members that uh, started the club and uh, or the council I guess yeah. and we all went and took our turns as Grand Knight and had a great time. We we used to have a, a garden up north as a project, uh, about 20 miles north of Dickinson. And uh, we would uh, go out there several times a week to hoe the garden, to pull weeds, whatever it was. And, uh, you know, the interesting part was that we always took our families along and... Um, we all had fun. We uh, we we'd uh, roast marshmallows. We'd uh, roast wieners and and uh, just had a ball. And and the kids uh, enjoyed it. Uh, so that that was an interesting time in our life as far as uh, uh, things we did. Uh, as time went on, uh, we tried to keep our council alive at at St. Wenceslaus and. Uh, so it's been, since that time, it's been a number yeah. of years. Yeah, so Patrick, uh, you went through uh, the chairs of the, uh, of, of the council. Uh, you were Grand Knight a, a few times, I know. And uh, then also, eventually, you, you got to, uh, uh, you were called to be the district deputy of the Knights of Columbus, which were, you went to see several councils then uh, on a regular basis during your time as de- a district deputy. And, uh, and then, were you involved with the state council at, at all? Yes, I. Uh, back uh, 25 years ago, I, I held several positions in the state. They were never uh, the chairs uh, in in the uh, uh, state council, but uh, various uh, chairmanships that I had. And uh, back in the uh, early 90s, uh, Mike Wolf, which uh, has just. Uh, uh, passed away here this last winter was my mentor and uh, got me started in the uh, uh, district deputy position and uh, what happens there is you are assigned uh, a district and uh, each district has a number of councils and uh, then basically you you uh, bring the news of the Knights of Columbus to these councils you visit them yeah. on a monthly basis and uh, yeah. So that was probably, I have to say, the most enjoyable job that I ever did for the Knights was uh, being a district deputy. I got to meet a lot of people yeah. and uh, uh, basically uh, bring the word of the Knights to yeah. to the individual areas. And, yeah. and uh, Well, pa- Patrick, uh, that took up a, a lot of your time. 
you were raising a family. You were involved with the Knights. You were involved with, uh, I know you were involved with your parish, uh, probably parish council. I know you were on the finance council. Uh, you, you know, you were a busy guy. Uh, and so why, why did you choose to always keep uh, church, Knights Columbus, faith in your life? Well, why, well, why did, did you decide I to would, do that? I would have to say it was Father Brittle. Really? Father Brittle installed this, in, instilled this uh, faith in me, and uh, I, to this day, it's important for me, and it was important for my children to uh, receive all the education that they could. Uh-huh. Um, and uh, faith is important. Uh, to me, uh, prayer is one of the most powerful things that we have. And uh, there have been many times when... Uh, Times were distressed, you uh, you lost a loved one or whatever, but uh, prayer always seems to get us through. Absolutely. Now, speaking of uh, loss of a loved ones, I, I know in your retirement uh, m- chapter here that you're in, you uh, uh, took a, an interesting uh, uh, job with, with a, a, a local funeral home, and so you help uh, out at funerals. Can you tell us uh, how that experience has been for you? Well, that began a number of years ago. Uh, the funeral director uh, inquired if I was interested in helping uh, with the, on the days of the funerals, whether it be driving the uh, funeral car or, or um, whatever. And uh, I was just never ready for it. I, it took me several years to say yes and to uh, get into this, but uh, I have, uh, once, uh, once I did uh, agree to, uh, to try this, I found that uh, it was very, very gratifying uh, for me to spend time with the families, uh, the short time that I had uh-huh. with them. Uh, you know, it's, uh, everyone grieves in a different way, and, and uh it's always nice to be with people and to uh, visit with them during those times. And uh, it's just something that I enjoy doing. I uh, uh, yeah. very much enjoy. Yeah, uh, you know, I've been in the Dickinson area for 10 years now. Pat, you and I have been together for too many to count funerals now. Mm-hmm. And you are doing all of the, the odd jobs that go into making a funeral happen driving people from the church to the cemetery or setting up the flowers or getting all of the the uh, pamphlets ready beforehand the 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 guest book all these different things that go into creating a peaceful respectful experience for the family of a deceased person and from my point of view as a priest uh I, I think that work that you do is indispensable. All of those little detail things that go into allowing a grieving family to focus on what's most important to them, which is saying goodbye to their loved one mm-hmm. and not having to worry about all these other little details. Yeah, it's, uh, it's very gratifying to, uh, as I said, to be with the families, to uh, provide these uh, individual little things that we do that uh, the compassion that we provide to the families mm-hmm. uh, uh, people uh, people need those uh, uh, things in their lives during a time 
of that nature. Yeah. So. Paul, in our last segment, was talking about some of the corporal works of mercy. Clothe the naked, feed the hungry. Uh, another one of those works of mercy is bury the dead. And so you're talking about a really practical way here as kind of a, a part-time retirement a hobby job, so to speak, uh, doing the very serious work of the corporal works of mercy. I do. I, uh, it's part-time. It's, uh, it's something that I enjoy very much and uh, mm-hmm. hope that uh, our service is, uh, is uh, appreciated by many of the folks that we deal with. Yes, uh, I'm, I'm sure it is. I've seen you in action, Paul, you, or uh, excuse me, uh, uh, Pat, and uh, you do a great job. Uh, Pat, we have a couple minutes left, but I wanted to get this story in, uh, your story about how you how you were uh, uh, got hooked on Real Presence Radio? Okay. Uh, weren't the, weren't the listener? You turned it on once, and then what happened? Well, uh, several years ago, uh, as I was uh, getting into retirement, I uh, my job took me uh, out, and uh, I drove a lot. I uh, um, visited numerous projects I was involved in, and, and uh, one day I uh, I turned the the uh, uh, station to uh, Real Presence Radio, and I, uh, I have to tell you, I, I was very impressed with it. I hadn't, uh, you know, tuned in before that, but uh, uh-huh. I, uh, I set my radio to that in my truck, and, and believe it or not, uh, it was there till I retired. And, and uh, I just certainly <laughs> enjoy all the different uh, topics that you folks bring up and, and discuss, and and. Uh, in fact, my radio in my garage is is set on that, and I turn that on every time I'm in there. So I, I really enjoy what you yeah. do and, and uh, the different uh, topics you discuss. Uh, particularly, like uh, you have a segment in your show where you have folks that call in, yeah, uh, and and sometimes the uh, non-Catholics call in and have questions, and it's that's interesting. Uh, I just. Uh, I think you do a great job. Well, well, uh, thank you, Patrick. Thank you, and and so has this uh, has this uh, uh, enabled your faith development uh, through the last years you've been listening? Yes, it has. Uh, I just uh, I encourage everyone to uh, tune in and uh, you know take part in this. It's it's a great program, uh, uh-huh. Father Ruel. You provide a lot of uh, good information and. Uh, Michael, you guys as well. Wonderful. Thanks, Pat. Thank you, Patrick Bren, for being our guest on Real Presence Live this morning. We are so appreciative of your time. And, uh, folks, we will be right back after this. We'll be uh, discussing uh, with a delightful couple on the Young uh, Catholics organization that's getting momentum in Dickinson. Don't go away. We'll be right back. This is Real Presence Live, where the focus is not on the evil around us, but on conversion and mercy through the good news that is always good. We're local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network. 